A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Tony Pyrick is a farmer from Dodge County that has a family operation of 200 cows and an 1,100-acre grain farm. He does cash grain and custom farming for others and cares about keeping his soil healthy. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Pyrex started the Dodge County Farmers Healthy Soil, Healthy Water Group in 2017 and is the president. He says that they are forward thinking and moving forward with regenerative agriculture. He reflects back on what made him want to start this group and where it is now. In 2015, Land Conservation called me and said that we've got an issue in our county. The lake associations, as we got three lakes in Dodge County, they want to impose a lot more restrictions. They don't want their runoff coming in their lakes. They don't want the phosphorus in their lakes. And they want to impose a lot of restrictions on what the farmers can and can't do. Well, the county board said we can't enforce that. We're going to have to throw it to the Land Conservation NRCS and come up with a solution. So I was one of the four to five farmers on that panel or the board. We sat down a year with the DNR, Lake Association people, NRCS, Land conservation and some actually board members from the county and met monthly and tried to come up with a solution with this problem they had so meanwhile during that at another farmer group up in northern Wisconsin that was going on they had Ray Archuleta come in and speak on soil health so I didn't know much about it I knew we've been practicing it but I didn't know a lot about what was going on and I went to it and I saw what they did and what Ray Archuleta talks about and regenerative and came back and then meanwhile we came in August we were completing our year and we gave them the recommendations to the county and I just felt we had to do something. And I asked for the county support. And also we had a ag agent there, Dr. Lorette Archie's ribbing And she was very good at managing stuff. And I asked her, I said, you want to help me? I will start this group. So my theory is we have to have a one May big meeting. We had it in February and had Ray Archuleta come in. And we invited a lot of farmers. And we went out and got some sponsorship support too. We got almost over $10,000, $12,000 in sponsorship to start. And I was hoping for 50 people. We had over 250 farmers show. And we went through the whole program, showed them what regenerative soil is and what we're supposed to do in regenerative and no-till and covers. And at that meeting, I asked for farmers' names, number, and we're going to have a shop meeting the next month, and we're going to sit down and we're going to form a group. So I wanted to form it that way and not form it from, you know, government people forming a group. It was farmers starting their own group. And we like I say, from that, it started. We're 501c3. We're nonprofit. We got a charitable status, and we got a good board of directors. And I think what helps our group out, I'm lucky to get our board of seven members are very forward-thinking. They're big farmers. They are all practicing these concepts and they're willing to go forward and help us you know they're helping everybody in the county it's a group of everybody sure i started it but it's our whole board of directors and what we've got is a group of farmers that i have involved in our group that are really as a group we can really do stuff it's not an individual it's got to be a group of farmers work you guys have also been pretty lucky as you received a large grant what do you plan to do with the money that you received well the grant money is good and with that cap giving that support out without that support we would never have the farmer-led groups we have in the state now we're up to 43 there's two more forming I know right now and we're looked upon across the United States as Wisconsin a leader in this. I get I got a call from the state of Oregon already I want to know my information on how to start groups in Illinois, Iowa. I talked to Land Conservation Department in Illinois. So with the money we're trying to get cover crops in and DADCAP wants numbers of what progress we're doing which they need to do and they can show it. So a lot of it is uh, we're doing a cover crop program first time cover croppers can get $25 an acre and it's a one to one match for every acre they put in they got to have another acre on their own. So, you know they got some skin in the game and 
then now we're instigating a pay performance, which it covers a wide spectrum. Instead of having certain practices, let's say uh, you want to do inner seeding or you want to do rotational grazing or you want to put wiener weed in or you want to put waterways in, on a SNAP Plus program shows that phosphorus and runoff and sediment savings. So with that savings is you run the program, we pay so much per pound of phosphorus and everything. So it's a program that catches a lot, and but we got to get that more out to the farmers. They didn't quite understand this last year, but we're trying to implement more programs they can implement on their farm. And the next step we're doing, we've got some grants from other. Nature's Conservancy has been really generous. We were starting a nitrogen use efficiencies program last year. The University of Wisconsin stepped up and gave us some money to match that, which is really impressive. And that program is nitrogen, but the thing we got to go moving forward here now, I know over the years, is we got to educate. We're at this point, we've got the early adopters in there, and they're doing good, but we, a lot of the farmers are just on the edge. They don't want to do this, so by having educational events is what we've got to do. Education, get them in, make it fun. You know, we plan all our events, all we want it interesting and something to draw them in, and then you always want good food. So I always, we get good caterers to come in and get a good meal to draw farmers in. You can always get that extra farmer that, well, I'll go for the meal, which was true when I was growing up. My dad said, if they didn't have a good lunch there, we're not going to go to this event. One thing that's a little different for you and your operation is that you don't actually have crop insurance, which might seem crazy to some people. Mm -hmm. Can you touch on why that is? Well, my dad was never in favor of insurance. He hated insurance agents. Oh my God, they come on, that was the end of it. So we never took crop insurance. And through the years, yeah, we're a dairy farmer. And if you do have some disasters, you can kind of feed it to your dairy. But over the years, we're a cash grain and dairy. And with regenerative agriculture and uh, what we do now, you're more insurance yourself with cover crops. And, you know, this whole regenerative side is more of an insurance factor than paying this insurance out. And uh, crop insurance is kind of a not really the best thing because it's making poor farmers stay poor. You know, they don't have to do the practices. They can always guarantee they can lean on that insurance where if you're doing it on your own, you want to be 100% sure or, you know, you're going to go and make sure that crop, you know, survives and you got a good crop. What trials are you conducting currently? On my farm, I did do 60-inch corn. And I guess we didn't do it for four years, but this whole regenerative society is coming, but we've got to get more collected data. And that was our problem the last five, six years. We're getting more organized here now. As you can see, there's more companies coming in. We've got to collect data on this year to year to year and show it, which we're coming in now. But I got a nitrogen use efficiency going on where we study different rates of nitrogen, most efficient for corn. I did some cover crops and not cover crops on different crops. And then we're always doing biomass sampling, multi-species after winter wheat right now. It's a 10-way mix. And we took the biomass before it froze and then see what it is in the winter and analyze that and see how much NP and K is out there. Hopefully we can carry that to spring and for the next year. How are you minimizing soil disturbance while still maximizing biodiversity? Soil disturbance is basically doing any tillage and we really don't do any tillage. You know, we eliminated the tillage and which is makes a big difference. And by eliminating the tillage over the years, I've been no tilling since the mid nineties. We've been, uh, our crop scout got us going. And when you take out an alfalfa field, you know, you always used to mobile or plow it or do complete tillage on it. And uh, we have private crop consultant, private tea tree nutrition. So always keep it, you know, on a, on a, for years we've been doing that. And he said, oh, you can do the no-till in your alfalfa. And I go, really? And uh, we got it going and it really worked And uh, ever since then. And then uh, we continued it and everything else. But the more no-tilling you do and the more cover crops you do in your soil structure comes in and it's a complete different world from uh, tillage to no-till. Because I remember going with the combine in the 80s and you get in wet conditions and you sink right down to your plow pan. It was always known that you're, you always did that. Now it's just like you're on a you know, super highway. You don't have the, the trouble in getting out on the land when it's raining and you got the infiltration of the water, which gets you back into your fields faster. But yeah, the really with the minimizing the disturbance of soil, you don't have a lot of problem with any runoff or, or any problem with 
you know, washouts and soil erosion. Something else you're also involved in is you are a conservation farmer mentor. Can you talk about what that is and your role with that? Uh, DADCAP got a grant from Cover Crop Champions. It's a grant put across the United States, and there's five of us being mentors in the state of Wisconsin. And each of us has got a, a role or they can reach out to, and it's listed in my bio of what I do. I like enjoy doing it. So with that, I've been getting all over the place. I mean, basically, it's been even London, England called me, so economists newspaper and publishing company last a year ago last fall so I thought it was kind of a joke when she called me wanted to do an interview and I recognized her accent and I said well how, where'd you find my name and number and I worked spring before with Lauren Stonlaggy and Jerry Hatfield and myself we did a presentation on zoom out to the upper Mississippi networks of watersheds to help them and she said I was looking on the internet we're doing a story on ocean pollution and phosphorus runoff and we know the Gulf of Mexico is bad and a lot of the farmers are contributing to the Gulf of Mexico and that contributes all the way over to the ocean and can hurt us over here too. So we did an interview the next day for an hour. It's interesting. And like I say, I got a call from the state of Oregon and they wanted to know how we start the groups and how we can get them going. And I get Illinois, Iowa, I work out of, and Minnesota, Kansas, North Carolina. So it's interesting. It's, it's fun talking to other farmers what they're doing. Moving forward, we have to have this. I mean, we've got no choice out there. Agriculture has got to go regenerative. People are demanding a nutrient dense product. And we don't have nutrient density in our grains and our cereals and anything because of of what the practices we're doing, using a lot of synthetics and using chemicals. And it's going to be showing up. You're going to see it in the next few years. More and more people are demanding a better food product. So it's coming. And we're lucky here in Wisconsin. Everybody looks towards Wisconsin. And I'm kind of proud of that, that we've got so many farmer-led groups. And Illinois is struggling. I've talked, worked with them a little bit. But they feel that they've got so much topsoil that they don't have to do this, that they'll be fine and that. But it gets down to the consumer. Consumer is going to demand product that farmers got to produce now. And it's, it's going to be regenerative because we know the nutrient density of our crops are a lot better. It's pulling the nutrients out of the ground. It's getting them into our grains and everything. And it's going to be a healthier environment. We know that the obesity and all our problems have generated in the last 20, 30 years. And that's when all we've been going to more commercial or synthetics and push and push and push and yields. And uh, it's coming back. It's all tied to too much synthetics and too much disrupting our soil, not letting pull the nutrients and our minerals and everything that's good in a product is not getting into our grain. That was Tony Tony Pyrick, president of the Dodge County Farmers Healthy Soil, Healthy Water Group. You can learn more by going to dodge.extension.wisc.edu. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.